Yeah, man. <sighs> yup. Very sad news today on this uh, Friday after, well, Friday evening. For those of you who don't know yet, on Monday as this comes out, we lost a we lost a rapper today, man. A good guy, man. <clears throat> Unfortunately, Mac Miller passes away at the age of 26 from an apparent overdose. But today we're just gonna have his music playing in the background, man. We're just gonna let it ride and so we go over our conversation. We had a, a nice list of stuff, but first we wanted to just pay a little respects to a guy who's touched both myself and Jamali. And yep. You know? And I mean, I think it's not just us. I mean, I think it's a, a whole class of like these, you know, mumbo rappers. You know, he was one of the young guys who had real lyrics, real content, you know, had a message in his music. So, and from what I see online is, I know they say, you know, people only have good things to say when, you know, other people die. But it seems like it's coming from a genuine place, at least. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, like, even for myself, when I heard about it, like, I was in the middle of a group chat just chatting with a few people switched over to twitter and like the first post i see is tmz announcing it and then yeah go back to the group chat and my friend literally like the same tweet that i just read he posted in the group chat and all of us just kind of like freaking out all together you know just definitely yeah because we essentially like grew up with his career you know like around the time and like i would say what we were dawson years around that time Oh, like, about yeah, about like it was like late, early, Dawson, late or late years of Dawson. Yeah, yeah. yeah, around that time when we really got into his music. So yeah, it's just it's tough. It's tough, especially like for me. I really like when he first came out. I wasn't heavy on him, but like I think it was like the kids mixtape that came out that like I really was. Yo, this dude's got something. Like I, I felt like he he found a sound that's his own. Right, and then he was really like putting himself out there as well, you know. Yeah, he and, had a story to and tell. also because like I was, I'm a huge Wiz Khalifa fan, so like that was like a gateway into Mac Miller essentially, right. you know, because Wiz really like bigged him up. So I'm like, yo, if, if Wiz respects him, like I gotta check this guy out, you know. And then for me, I know recently with his last two albums that came out, where I I felt his musical growth was being put on display, and and I. Not that I wasn't already a big fan, but like I became a huge fan of his and just like inspired by like what he was doing at, at that point, you know, where I could listen to his music and feel like I'm going to get something out of myself right. through it. There was a substance, you know, there's yeah. substance in his music. So. Exactly. And man, it, it's it's unfortunate. Like, and, and the fact that like it's it's been a couple hours yeah. that this news came out, so it's it's still heavy. Oh yeah, I'm really <laughs> like I I'm, haven't I'm, really had a chance to breathe from yeah. from getting the news, you know. And it's just like every every three minutes, there's something new coming yeah. out, some theory, some I you know as to what happened. You know, some like you go on Twitter, people are tweeting about the ways his music has touched them, or you go on Instagram, it's the same thing. You're seeing artists post like pictures of them, like them with him, and or work that they've done together. Like there's clearly an impact that he had across our generation that that's being shown through his passing right now it's very unfortunate especially knowing that there were a lot of demons that he was facing you know like yeah. obviously everybody knew about his relationship with ariana grande and, and essentially it ending because of like in part of like the substance abuse that he was going through so knowing that that ultimately became his end wow it's very unfortunate most definitely man and i hope you guys listening aren't any of the people that are 
being idiots and going and tagging Ariel on the ground and saying it's her fault. Like, you know, we talk about mental health and, and, and doing what's best to promote personal growth. So I hope you guys aren't contributing to those people that are essentially attacking somebody who isn't responsible for this and, right. and which could essentially affect their mental health as well. You uh, know? Absolutely. Uh, but shout out to Jake Cole. I mean, um, before recording this, uh, he tweeted out something that I think was really necessary. It was like, anybody who suffers from mental health, reach out to me directly. You know what I mean? I feel like sometimes people suffer in silence, especially when you deal with mental health and addiction. Yeah. You know, and then your, your personal life may not be going well. You know, and for those who are like, oh, well, you know, he was rich, he's successful. That means nothing. That doesn't mean happiness. You know what I mean? That does so not equate we, we to know a lot mindset. of We know a lot of rich people who have committed suicide. And we know a lot of rich people who have overdosed. And a lot of times we forget that it, it's not money, fame, popularity, or anything that keeps you from doing bad things. It's having a very strong foundation in your mental health and a very strong understanding of who you are as a person. And when you're going through those personal battles... And, and you're facing those things uh, on a con constant, like, routine way, it'll beat down you no matter what you have, no matter how many people are shouting your name. Like, it, it won't matter. But I even think, in some ways, you know, that contributes to these, you know, young, su successful people's issues that they have because it's amplified. Yeah. You know, if you and I have an issue, I could privately go talk to a psychologist and no one would ever know about it. But if he goes in and checks himself in for help, it's going to affect yeah, his it's, income. It's everywhere. You know, it's everywhere. But you know, they don't have a sense of yeah, privacy. Yeah, not even like the income alone. It's just the fact that now everybody's going to be talking about it. Everybody's right, but I mean, when I say it affects, when I say it affects it their income, you know, some of these guys live a larger than life lifestyle. Yeah. It takes money to maintain that. And, you know, in the grand scheme of it, you know, from the public perception, the more money you have, the more you're positive, you know, you make more money, the bigger your lifestyle. You need yeah. more money to maintain it. So, I mean, I, it's sad. 26 years old, man. Very unfortunate, man. Very unfortunate. Shit. With that being said, R.I.P. Mac Miller. Yeah, man. You touched Talk our to lives. You touched a lot of people's lives. And, I mean, your, more, your music will be immortalized. We will continue to listen to it and love it and just appreciate the gift that you gave us during your time here i mean thoughts and prayers goes out to his friends and families um anybody affected by it and like you know if you suffer from some sort of you know stress like for me this week personally was a stressful week um very stressful and you know i'm a private person as most of you guys could tell <laughs> but you know I've been able to deal with certain things on my own, and I know when I can deal with it on my own. I reach out to my mom, I reach out to Matt, I reach out to Jason, I reach out to people that you know that know how you know who know me and know when I'm not myself. You know, so exactly, yeah, people that you know when they see you, you're off. They can tell you you're off before yeah. you even told us. So, you know what I mean, just stay positive, be there for each other. You know what I mean? It's crazy, 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 crazy. Yeah. So with that being said, let's officially intro the episode. Hello everybody and welcome to the Don't Be Mad podcast. This week, it's the two homies, man. Yup, double you, trouble. You got myself, Matthew Rivera, chilling here with my boy. Jamali, I'm out here. 
And this week, we started off a bit so- somber, you know, we just want to pay respects to a guy that we respect. But now let's just get into the topics and just let the ball roll from here. Let's get it. All right, so let's start with an amazing Nike campaign. I won't say you amazing. You want to kick it off? <laughs> I mean, my perspective on this whole Nike thing, I just don't, I see a positive in it, but I just don't, I think they're capitalized on, on, on and this. Oh, yeah. And that's exactly what they're doing. That's to me is where there's a problem. Like this was obviously well strategized. You know, they chose the right time to do it. Right before and I the think, NFL season. Right. And I also <laughs> think like if they really were paying him since, you know, he's been out of the league, like if they really wanted to make a difference for not just him, but to be a, a brand that has. Well, va- the him is Colin Kaepernick for those who right. may be out the loop. Right, you know what I mean? And they should have fought for him when it came to the NFL and him being blackballed well, and all of that. I'll, I'll clarify this. Kaepernick has been under contract with Nike since 2011. Right. So people who are saying, like, oh, they, they tapped his shoulder now just for a cash grab thing, like, yes, of course. Marketing-wise, it just made the most sense considering what's happening with the trial that he has up against the NFL and the fact that the NFL season is about to begin. Right. Plus, Nike is the official apparel sponsor for the NFL. Right. So, looking at it as when, as just a Kaepernick thing. No, I don't look at it just a Kaepernick thing. No, but I'm just saying like right now in the scope of it just being Kaepernick, yeah, it's a perfect marketing time. This is the best thing to do because if you look at it on one scale, you have these people who are very much like for Kaepernick, Everything he does, they want to stand for, they want to support, they want to be a part of. Right. And then even you have those people who are like, no, we're on the NFL side. You got to stand for the anthem. No matter which side they decide to take or the fans decide to take, it benefits Nike both ways. No, absolutely. If you're and the only people that essentially Nike misses out on are those ones who are stupidly cutting their socks and burning Burning their shoes shoes that they already paid for. So good for you. Plus, the shoes and stuff that they're burning are like the cheap ass trainers. Like I haven't seen any of like the like the dead stocks. Or yeah, you know, <laughs> we start burning your off whites, and we'll believe you. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Br- like, br- bring out the Yeezys <laughs> from you know, the red October. If Octobers. I see you burning the, like those uh, those trainers, yeah, <laughs> then, then we'll talk. I, I want to see you have you know your whole collection of the Jumpmans and just burn them too. Yeah, burn some Jumpmans. I'll burn some Elevens. Burn some foams. Yeah. And then we'll talk about you actually like putting a dent in, in in your convictions. But until that happens, yeah, you you cut your socks. Guess what? There's still Nike socks that are on your and feet. And to be quite frank, <laughs> it's just ignorant. Oh yeah, 100%. I just think the whole concept of them is like you're burning that. Fine. What if Kaepernick decided was to burn, you know, his NFL jerseys? You would call him ungrateful. You would say a bunch oh, of yeah, stuff. Of course. So it's like it just to me it's senseless. And I'll tell you, it's like, okay. You make this whole big deal about the anthem being disrespectful to the veterans, disrespectful to the flag, and your option to go up against what Nike is doing and having Colin Kaepernick be the face of the anniversary of the Just Do It slogan is to burn clothes that you could have donated to veterans who in the United States could really use. But it's always funny to hear (laughs) them. These clothes. It's always funny how to hear people say he's disrespecting the veterans. Let's say 
and this is this is factual. I don't know the exact number, but a large percentage of veterans who suffer from mental health are homeless. Yeah. How much of them open their doors or their wallets to help that cause? So all of a sudden, when Kaepernick kneels, oh, you're disrespecting them. But they would pass them at McDonald's begging for money or a meal, and they'll tell them go get a job. Yeah, they look down on so them the second they see it's them. like it's like this double standard where it's like, oh yeah, we're for the veterans. You don't donate to their cause. You don't help them when you see them personally. But you're gonna criticize Kaepernick for doing something that was never linked to the U.S. flag right. or the veterans. But keeping it on this advertisement, the two-minute advertisement that they had, I think, was beautiful. I think, I think the slogans are beautiful. I like the fact yeah. that they incorporate a bunch of athletes. Uh, they incorporate LeBron James, Serena Williams. Well, pretty much it, everyone they incorporated were people who, in their sport, have done something that's either greater than the sport or have broken the mold of what's conventional, conventional right. in the sport. Right. You know? And I didn't go through, like, every name that was on there, but, like, you have Serena, you have LeBron, you have Kaepernick, you have... Uh, the, f- the skateboarder right you have the who, fo- who's a woman who's breaking the mold on like basically she's one of like the l- the louder voices in trying to get equal pay right. and equal sponsorship for the female no. X Games athletes compared to the male ones because I mean X Games in itself the sponsorship deals are aren't that great and if you get injured you get dropped quickly right yeah. but just the percentage and difference that the women get compared to the men it's insane and then you have that running back with one arm no, he's a he's a linebacker. A linebacker. Defen- he's your outside linebacker, defensive end. But yeah, he has uh, one arm, and he was one of the guys in the combine who w- did the most bench presses. Yeah. Like, dude's like a freak athlete with You're one right. arm, with one hand. Yep. You know, and it, but it's just like everybody that was there are, are people that are really breaking the mold, or, or defying. Uh, yeah, defying and, and the rules. Re- redefining exactly redefining the rules in sport plus outside of sport. Right. You know, and and having those type of like essentially like sports or athletic influencers. Which is something that we see a lot now too, as far as like the influencers being the ones who are moving the needle these right. days, you know? Absolutely. And I like I mean, I like the commercial. It's better than the Charles Barkley one from back in the day. I'm not a role <laughs> model. So <laughs> maybe you should be. <laughs> or work or work to be a better one. <laughs> Charles Barkley no, it's okay. We don't need you, buddy. Let's have but, a dialogue. <laughs> no. Chuck, no. But I I just find it it was uplifting. I just Personally, for my personal values, I like that the fact they're shedding the light on it. I personally like the fact that they're putting out a positive message behind it. And it's not something that is geared to incite any, you know, violence yeah. or anything like that. They're doing well with, for their brand. And I just hope that their campaign that they have, other rollouts, that it brings more light to you know people's ability to stand up for what they believe in without being you know losing their job or gender equality yeah and you know well, or people Nike not being discriminated for because, what and like you have a lot of these people freaking out about it but the one thing i will say that nike was smart about was they had been putting out like those like the pictures at least for yeah. a while yeah you know like i remember seeing the lebron one shortly after the school was announced right and then the serena one before I right after was, the the, Fre- the French, uh, yeah, it was after the French, French Open, but before the U.S. Open, you know, like so they were always like throwing them out slowly, slowly, like pretty much when that person's sport was yep. coming up, yep. that's when they would put it out. So when they put out the Kaepernick one, 
knowing full well it would be coming with the commercial it was like i think it would be the, it would have they knew that the impact it would have yeah, had would have exactly been. because they know what's the biggest sporting event in the country but not even just sporting Football. event i think also just the fact that his story was so big yeah. right yeah. so they knew by putting it out now and putting his out last because yeah, i've seen the skateboarder that's the one thing because it the reason they not necessarily they had to put it out well it had to because they they said he was the face of it right when the whole campaign was essentially done with him being the last one right but then you put it out last because the nfl of all those sports is the biggest one right you know and even though like yeah you had soccer in there and like soccer is a world sport but for your demographic that you're trying to reach right. which is what the i think it's 12 to 35 is like the big demographic as far right. as like the consumership that i'll say 12 to 45 but yeah well no like it i think they the, the official number because when people were talking about them losing or losing money from this advertisement but then the numbers actually came out that they made more yeah it was uh i think 35 was like the top number like age that they had but just looking at that it's you know majority of that market watches football absolutely and and or on they're, top of they're that politically because, conscious because the nfl they are the official like apparel sponsors for the nfl it's a no-brainer that you're gonna want your face to be a part of the biggest sport that right. you are the main sponsor for their apparel absolutely so it was so such a smart campaign they ran man oh it was smart i would give it to them i just now that i kind of like think about it now that we're discussing it I feel less like they took advantage of the situation, but in in the global aspect of it, I think it was great. Yeah, and I think it's great for everything, no, not like, just for I, sports, I, but I for agree humanity. With you. They one hundred percent took advantage of, it, but that's what marketing is. Exactly. Like no. if they didn't take advantage of this golden opportunity, considering you have this guy who is looking like he's gonna win his case, and on top of that is prime as this hero who's done something that not many people are willing to do right and, which is stand on your morals and, and no matter what happens like what it said like be willing to stand for it and yeah. sacrifice everything yeah. like if you're willing to do that like there's no better person than this man for that message well hey nike did it good man they I, did it well I, I gotta give it to them man like it's that simple it's a great campaign <laughs> for that reason. I mean, I think each of those persons that they, they chose and select are facing some level of adver adversity in their own sports. Oh, yeah. LeBron being criticized being compared to Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. You know, him doing so much for the sport, but yet not being respected. Right. And, and But at the same time now, it's he's getting respect for just being so much more than the sport itself. Well, right he's for his off court stuff. yeah yeah you know and then like you look at someone like serena who you know a black woman from compton becomes not only like the greatest tennis player but in the world but arguably one of the greatest athletes in the world female yeah greatest you know, athletes not even female. yeah not even field but just greatest, like one yeah. of the greatest athletes in the world you know just completely dominating her section of her sport but it translates because like when you when you talk about like greatest athletes you just look at it from a sense of in your field how dominant are you compared to the ones behind right. you you know like you could put like a mayweather in that in that conversation no you can't how can no. you not no because these people you know you can't say he's not a dominant force in his sport 
what I'm talking about is that they selected people who are facing adversities. No, I'm not talking about that. Let me finish my point, though. Wait, but you cut me off from my point. So let me just tell you exactly what I meant when I'm saying an athlete, a top athlete in the world. I'm not I agree that like he's this a top. Is, a this top. is outside of like the Nike campaign. Okay. I'm just saying for the argument of like Serena being a top athlete okay, in the world and her dominance. Go ahead. And saying like you have somebody like Mayweather who was a, a dominant person in his sport because he from start to finish 50 and 0 was the guy to beat and no one ever beat him. Right. And then you could go to like you go to basketball whether you want it to be LeBron, Kobe, or Jordan. These are guys who when they were at their peak. These were the guys to beat. Like, you didn't feel like you climbed the mountain unless you beat them. Right. You know? So, when you look at it like that, yeah, that's what makes her a top athlete in the world. Right. But what I'm talking about was, I I was beyond the athletic realm. I'm talking about, like, decent humans. Like, these, I'm not saying Mayweather's not a decent human. He just have characteristic that comes off a bit, you know, bashful. And I I get that, but that's not what I was talking about. I feel like Nike chose, like decent people yeah. like to to really put behind their their camping behind and back and that's what's i think that's great about it and they're backing them in their pursuit of pursuit of their individual goals so shout out to nike man send me some shoes i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not just send me some shoes i'm a size 13 man it's not easy both of you. <laughs> I always got to go on sites and just be like, all right, size 13, and then which color I'm looking for, and then whatever's there. Gotta, yeah, it's, it's like whatever's the left. Whatever's left, you know. <laughs> it's like it goes from like 500 available down to like 40. I'm just like, what? <laughs> oh, you're lucky. Sometimes it just like, zoop. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so uh, should we talk about uh, white rappers beefing? <laughs> oh, I don't even know if I consider it a beef. I don't know if I consider it a lame attack from Eminem. Well, let's start with with the rap beefs themselves. You have MGK versus Eminem. Right. MGK versus G Easy. Like, what the fuck is going on? When did the mayo get so spicy? <laughs> they got sriracha introducing that shit. Got it real <laughs> spicy now, but I don't know. I, I really don't know how to feel about it. Well, as far as like the G Easy MJK shit screw that like who cares it's basically over a girl i don't want to hear you guys which girl is this uh halsey halsey i, I can never i don't know, know how to is. pronounce her name right but apparently i, I don't know if jeezy and halsey are still together but mgk fucked her apparently and now that's when jeezy went at him and they started going back and forth and bleh, whatever you want to fight over a girl do it over your fucking dms and shit i don't give a fuck when it comes to eminem and mgk now that i was interested in because Eminem was the one who went and took the shots. He did it on his album, which I I still think is a good album. Hey. I feel like I was happy that Eminem just went back to rapping, even though he still had like a few songs where he's doing his bullshit little antic stuff, like talking about like beating up women with a bat and dumb shit, which we're gonna get back to because it goes into like what we're gonna talk about with Joe Budden. Well, I mean, it was it must have been a good album. It was in 30 minutes. It was number one in over 36 countries. Yeah. And, and, and a surprise album at that. But at the same time, Eminem doesn't need much to sell. Because even the one before, I think, was Revival. That one became a number one, too. And that was a fucking horrible album. I'm not an Eminem fan like that, so I wouldn't know. No, I, I mean, shit. He's somebody that like I listened to back since like the Infinite and Slim Shady days. So I'm going to check him out today. And I hope what he puts out is going to be good. You know, I like to listen once before I make a judgment. 
But with this beef now, yeah, like Eminem on his album Kamikaze takes shots at a bunch of people. MGK was one of them. I heard he took shot at Ja Rule too. Uh, on this, did he? I heard. He I might seen have. something. Yeah, there were so there were so many like little jabs. What did he say about there. MGK? Because I didn't listen to the album. He basically was just saying like he was attacking like all like the new artists that are out there. Oh, okay. And saying and I think he made a mention of like MGK basically like trying to bite his style and shit oh, like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So that's when MGK came out with. Uh, I saw that song though. Yeah, Rap Devil. Yeah. And basically told him, dude, you're rich and you're angry. <laughs> like, what the fuck is your problem? Why are you bringing up my name? And but he slaughters them in it. Like it was a fucking it, it good was good. It, well, I'm not gonna lie. Like I saw, I I saw the video and I was like, I'm interested to see if M's gonna reply though. I hope he does. He's not going to. Which would piss me off because you're the one who started it, and it's like, but don't, don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. But it's a publicity <laughs> stunt. This, this is the only way he could connect to the younger generation. But M doesn't need a publicity stunt. Yes, he does. Thirty minutes. He doesn't need one. He needs it. <laughs> Because I don't think his goal is in this moment, like the very moment. I think he wants to come back. And, you know, like he saw the impact Jay-Z's 444 album had and uh, Love is Love album have. I'm sure like they came up in the same era. They're actually pinned once against each other. And so I'm sure he wants to get in the ring. He wants to dance. And, okay, so if he's basing himself on wanting to get back in the ring on like the Jay-Z type of style where it's like, we see, we talked about Jay-Z last week, I believe, where we're talking about, like, he had growth. Right. Where's the growth in what he just did? Because him essentially attacking people is what he was but doing back on Slim Shady and Marshall Mathers. But I don't think, I don't think they're going after the same thing. I just think he wants to be in with the new, the younger generation. Because Eminem has never been a guy of, well, let's say, positive content. Definitely not. He's always been a guy <laughs> of, of, what do you call it, controversy. Yeah, he's always been known for pushing. He's the one who gets the, the mothers to uh, yeah. go on radio stations and yeah. say, "We can't have this." Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the the, the Catholic Church protesting <laughs> against his music. Like he's the last church that should ever open their mouth. Hey, by the way, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. So he's known for that. I just think he wants to keep that. Jay Z from beginning, you know, always had two sides to his story, like the street life, but what positive, what you could take from it positively and grow from. So they're going down their own different path. I just think he wants to be relevant because i don't see the point of him calling out mgk they don't even sound alike because yeah. i think if, if anything, i remember correctly there's something that mgk said back in 2011 right so it's like seven years ago but but it was like it wasn't even a, a strip jab it was basically just telling him like no this isn't good and what you're doing isn't working it was about the album yeah the and, but revival how many other people were just like bro this shit's trash <laughs> you know like like come on but i just think like you know sometimes People pick on the one that they know is going to bite back. Yeah. Like, 50 knew to go after Ja Rule because Ja Rule's going to say something. Yeah. He knew when he went at, you know, the locks, the locks was going to do something. And I think he knew who to pick at because, I mean, he could have gone easily at any other white rapper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, tech, I mean, let's, let's be fair. Eminem influenced a generation, black and white yeah. artists. And MGK said it himself. Like, he's a fan of Eminem. Right. Like, he grew up on him, so of right. course. But, yeah, he really put him in his... And that, that shovel he was walking around with, was a <laughs> shovel, and then one scene he's eating cereal. Like, what the fuck? It was so funny. <laughs> he was like, you live in your house. You haven't came out in I a just, while. Like, what I like about it is... And, I mean, I said this back when... 
you know, Pusha T and Drake were having their little back and forth. Right. We're getting, we're slowly getting back to a point of hip hop where there's a bit of competition coming back. Well, and, I don't think it's competition. I just like the fact that no, like when, when this rap beef facts, is straight up competition. No, it is competition. But I like rap beef when it's factual. When like I feel like what MGK said was genuinely sincere. Like he yeah. really felt that way. Yeah, and you could tell he has respect for M because he didn't go in on M. He just said pretty much what any general person would think, right? Yeah. He just uh, maybe he has something in his bag, you know? Because that Pusha T first record wasn't that hard, but when he came <laughs> back with Adonis, I was just like, whoa. Sometimes you get you gotta test the waters, or you gotta step outside without your coat to see how the weather is before you make a hey, decision if you're gonna walk down the street. I hope M do reply. <laughs> I think it, he would look like a sucker if he doesn't. And, I hope he does too. And I want him to reply to Joe Button. Oh, because man. Joe Button said loud and clear. And if you guys don't know, Joe Button's one of my favorite, if not my favorite rapper to listen to. Yeah. And the thing, too, is like, Eminem, you make a domestic violence bar and think that's... How many charges did Eminem have against... Like, come on. What was his girlfriend name again? Kim. Kim, right? It's like, you have a pretty extensive history yourself. And he's very descriptive. I remember one of, his, one of his record... Like he's go, you know, he was very like animated. Dude, he has a whole song about killing Kim, Kim, Kim putting her in the, the trunk, trunk and driving around with his daughter Haley. Like, and then Haley was like, "Daddy, what's that?" He's like, "Don't worry, it's ketchup yeah. or some shit like that." I just remember that vividly. Like you have whole songs about this shit. <laughs> Even like disrespecting your mother. Like I mean, come on. And you think that little bar that you sent to Joe Budden is like the one, bro? I want him to say something to Joe. Cause I, you know, it's funny because I, I'm sure you watch his podcast, right? And so he was like, yo, I don't miss it. I heard it and I instantly started to rap. And I was like, yes, there's a disco. <laughs> and, he was like, and then he's like, I was no. running around my kitchen. He's like, no. Slap box in the air. <laughs> he's like, no, not one of those. And I was like, oh. But you know, and, and that's what they too is like, I, I would have been mad at Joe if that was like enough for him to snap out of it. Because. I don't feel like that was enough for him to snap out of it. I don't even give before, a shit. Even before he put it good. on the podcast. I just love Joe. Because you remember like last week before we did this podcast, I was telling you about right. Kamikaze and you asked me if like Eminem said anything about Joe. Right. And I heard that bar and I was like, yeah, nothing really. Like wow. it, I shrugged it off. Like legit. Like when we were talking, I was just like, yeah, it was nothing. Like he's mentioned him, but it was nothing of like worth. So the fact that Joe went on his podcast and it was like, yeah, that's not enough to get me out of bed. Yo. I was I like, just, thank God I'm not crazy because. <laughs> Eminem, if, you, if this ever gets to your ear lobe, just say something back, please. Yo, Do us I, all a favor. I, I, I miss the days where once a month we had a good rap battle beef going on. And, and like, just you just keep it on wax. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, just, but Eminem Curl will be over. My money's on Joe. 110%. Oh, Joe easily, would destroy easily. him. Because, like, let's look at, like, all the people that Joe Budden has gone up against. The list is extensive. And the and majority of those people, like, you got, like, when he had beef with Graf. At one point, him and Royce were going back and forth. Right. You had a Saigon. Saigon Jay-Z. Uh, yeah, Jay-Z. Uh, like, game. Game as well. Like, well, the whole G-Unit, G-Unit at one point. Pretty much at one point. Like, okay, um, just with that alone. And Drake. And Drake. But like just with these people alone, these are all outside of Drake. All these other names are really like rap beef, battle tested rappers that he's gone toe to toe with and held his own with. 
I mean, even, in, in even, even cases, the one that I think beat was the shit out of <laughs> even, even, even one of them that ended up being violent, like on the streets, was with Ransom. Shit, I forgot about Ransom. And too. that was woof. See, th- and the beef with Ransom, that one was a lot of people were just like, no, this shit's getting very, very out of hand. Personal. Yeah, it was. Like, very personal. But I was glad to see that they patched their beef up yeah. and they came back to did music together. Yeah. I don't think Joey's at the point where he's going to get violent. And no, 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 so no, don't def- get scared but for that. I, but just come but out with some lyrical stuff. The history that he has with Eminem. And at the same time, too, just knowing how close he was to like just the bubble that Eminem has, there is definitely something and in his hat that he's going to pull out. Let's be clear. There's no greater rapper, honest rapper, than Joe Budden. Oh, yeah. I think he's he is the most honest rapper alive or <laughs> ever lived. Like, in the sense of being true to about himself. Like, he never hid anything. He was very open. Yeah, like, and all the shit he was going through, he put out on, in his music. In music, yeah, so... One of the reasons why I appreciate him a lot, so I'm just, just give him a quick 16, please. Maybe a 32. Like you said, if you're gonna do it, don't make it a part of your rollout. Whew. Which I felt that. <laughs> I don't know because I feel like I feel like M might have his bag ready. He might be in his bag. Yo, I I hope so though. I think he might be in his to bag. To me, it's like you don't take a jab at someone like Joe Biden unless you're expecting him to respond. Right. You know, and, and if you're expecting him to respond, it's because you have something to say. And it's just, I think personally, just like how Joe is like that bar about domestic violence wasn't enough to get him out of bed. I think M knew that. M just wanted him to wake up. That was just like a, <laughs> hey, nigga, I'm in front of you. It's like, I know you got your rhyme book underneath. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, know, just be awake. Like, you know, you, you tell coming. everyone you retire, but I know you got that rhyme book. It's under, tucked under the mattress. <laughs> I, I, just, I just I just want you to be awake. I, I hope something drop like in the next few weeks. I don't not next few weeks. I need like by the time we come back to record the next podcast. No, because I don't think Joe is gonna reply since they're, they're still an album. No, mode. we we need Eminem to say something. But I know Eminem's not gonna say nothing if he followed what Joe's instructions. No, but that's the thing. The album's already out. It's done its numbers. They're they're predicting 350k for this. Right, but so bong, it's no, there. We, like, we, we, there's no, nothing no. more you have to do as far as albums concerned. Get in the booth no, and no, give me no three minutes of bars. No. Wait, Joe's first uh, podcast comes out this week on Spotify, right? Yeah. Okay. Exclusively three. Give him another three weeks, M, and go in on him. But I can't wait that long. At that point, I'm just going to be like, yo, it's, it's kind of tired. I don't even care if it comes when but you're I, in a nursing I, I home. I want it, but it's like, I want it now. <laughs> Joe would rip that boy's ass up. Pause. He will go <laughs> in on you. And I, you could right. tell from, like, I've never watched Joe Budden podcast where an hour and a half was literally from About, beginning to end. I will a eat one topic, <laughs> One singular topic. Because, oh, I mean, man. like, I remember listening to Slaughter Mouse. And I remember that record. I was like, yo, this is dope. He's paying respect to M. And when yeah. he brought it up saying, no, this was not a respectable song. This was just me really calling it out. But he wanted to do it because he didn't want to disrespect Royce and the whole shebang. I was like, oh, that was kind of clever. Because then I could, once I heard that, I went back and listened to the record a couple of times. And I was like, oh, jab here, jab there. I lift you up, but I'm going to let you drop for a bit. Yeah. That was very well structured. And like, 
I mean, if you don't know Joe Bunny, you don't know his music, but please go For listen. years, a lot of you guys have been disrespecting Joe Bunny and his music, and I really think you guys need to go back and understand what the fuck you've been missing. And, like, honestly <laughs> speaking, this guy made me very much self-aware about mental health, drug abuse, like, even in... Dude, from, just from, like, the moon music time, oh. going into, like, the all-love lost oh. time, like, you're just... There's so much that people just did not appreciate. Yeah. And and look, his rebranding has been great. Now he's in the broadcasting and, and like it's Which almost makes like sense. It, it's almost like this was his calling all along. Right. But what he brought in his, his raps and what he brought into hip hop itself, the fact that people just didn't know. Or maybe they, they just didn't care to, to pay attention but his to intricate lyricism shame, was amazing. Like this guy's a wordsmith. Yeah. He's better than Eminem overall, my personal feeling. And I feel like I would love to see them go toe-to-toe. I think, like, I look at it as, as far as rapping ability and skill, I still give that to Eminem. No. No, but, like, because when it comes to painting a picture and, and really cr- creating a visual with their words, that's Joe Budden, which is why his rap beefs, were so good because you would listen to his diss tracks and you were you're seeing everything he's saying right whereas what eminem has is like he has such a deep his vocabulary and his vernacular is so deep right that he will bring up words and he will he will scribe it and and he'll wrap it in ways that you didn't think were were capable most definitely but i also say that joe is the same way I think Joel's vernacular is extremely yeah. extensively large. And I think he knows how to put things together. Like, I still go back and listen to mood music. And I'm like, oh, I didn't catch that. And I've probably listened to the album like 25, 26 times. Yeah. So, like, fucking sick, bro. even like one of the records that really stuck to me was, um, I don't think that was, was that, I think that was mood music for um, Pray For Me. That I'm not sto- sure which one is on, but I know. I that's a story. Me. You know the record. Yeah. That alone, for me, like, I can listen to that over and over and over. And you know what I realized? What this, like, I, I understood the latter part of the story, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I never realized that in the beginning, when he talks about, like, him writing, you know, 4D, blah, blah, blah. I never realized he was shot, and the car was taken. And that's why he ended up in front of Heaven Gates. Yeah. I was just like, wait, this is weird. Like, what happened? <laughs> but it was it was so dope. And I think Joe Joe is, I think Joe is a great great better artist than he is. I I don't know why. Maybe because I relate to his shit. Very underappreciated. Very yeah. underrated, man. <sighs> but man, just Eminem, get in the booth, man. Just, do yeah. it, do it for the fans. Take your time. Do it for the fans. I know you're of the gritty, like the the fans that miss when the locks and state property were going at each other, man. Like, do it for us. I don't even <laughs> think it's gonna be like that. I don't give him that much credit. All I want is like at least three tracks apiece. <laughs> like it give won't us three have, rounds. It won't have three rounds. I want three rounds. It won't have three rounds. Like we the fans deserve it. No. <laughs> no. No, we do, no. No, no. We wait, we don't deserve it? We deserve Who I, I want to I just want Joe Button to get back in his bag. Like just to start rapping again. No I better person to do it against than Eminem. Oh, I wish. And yeah, because he has too much respect for Jay. I don't think Jacob provoked him enough to get him out of his bag. I think their relationship has completely I mean, changed. What, what are you going to say to Jay these days? No, but I think that, I think bec- at and, the time they're and, go- and on top of that, what, Jay's not even going to pay attention. The dude 
Like, oh, he paid attention. Oh, he yeah, paid no, he attention does, back then. He's not going to give you what, like, no, Joe Budden would give you. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like M has, M's the only one that could get him out of, like, out of retirement. Yeah. Please, just do it for me. <laughs> I just want, like, because I feel like Joe Budden has, I know he has an addiction problem. So I feel like if he does one song, it's enough to get him back rolling. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. I love you, but that's a horrible I love way your music. to look at it. That's a fucking horrible way to look at it, bro. Ah, he's not doing drugs no more. He's clean. I think, hey, there's no problem having rap as your vice. <laughs> there's still your fans out here that needs to hear good music. All right. So, um, do we care that Kanye West apologized to Drake? But no. We don't want to read those tweets. I don't give a shit. <laughs> he's such an asshole. Yo, I saw him when this this new video with him and Lil Pump. Bro, what the hell? Yo, I actually like the song. That is the most disrespectful shit <laughs> I've ever heard. Though I will say I only heard the chorus, so... <laughs> Bro, the chorus is a fucking problem. Is that problem. the uh, Ecstasy Y song? Is that what it is? I don't know what it's fucking called. It's just trash. I literally just saw like a two-minute clip It's him with it. like this, like, like he looked like a... Yeah, a, like a, I saw like a two-minute clip on, on Twitter. I was right, like, it's a two... A two this chorus thousand isn't that, like... It, <laughs> no it's a 2018 version of Ludacris stand up video and it's the most disgusting shit ever lyrically what the hell has he been doing for the last day fuck who Kanye I'm like looking for the tweets but poor tasting lyrical choice and apparently John Legend uh, is going around saying that Kanye is really serious about running for the presidency And it kind of looked, it kind of, I'm, I'm not going to, like, I, I just kind of like, I'm out of loss for words if, if that's true. <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of, I kind of see it being true because like Kim is being groomed to be this decent human being that's going to the White House, trying to go and, you know, start this system reform, which look, if, if, if she, as genuine, many black people as she could get out of jail, I, I'm, I'm for all it. And for it's not it. about black people. I think anybody that, that could get out of jail, whether they're wrongfully convicted or they were overly sentenced for a crime yeah, for like non-violent drug offenses right. and things like that look nature. at that that loser or wrongfully accused that guy from the campaign with trump i forgot his name now but he got 14 days for lying to the fbi about the russian investigation yeah. 14 days <sighs> 14 days america <laughs> wow but if like i'm saying kim's being groomed to be a nice you know first lady i don't know I don't even know why they have to groom her. Like, you really don't. You really don't. Bro. It's Kim Kardashian. I know, but I'm not saying groomed in the sense like... To Did they have to groom Melania? No, 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 not groom. But that's my point. They don't want a second repeat of her, her Melania Trump. She copyright her whole fucking... Not copyright. She just scammed her whole speech. But no, Kim but I mean in a sense of like her image. Melania no, has about, uh, But that's my point. It's not about Kim's image. I think... It's about Kim's involvement and her knowledge so that she could speak sensibly when she says something. And it's almost like kind of building her credential. Well, look, that all you need to do is get proper speech writers. No, no, but also her credential yeah. in the public eye. No, like, and, and, so and I think I think the best way for that is you show that you're doing, obviously, with getting people out of prison who've right. been harshly sentenced. That That's going to help, but also just do a lot of charitable events. Right, but I'm just saying she's doing... I personally don't 
I'm not a fan of the, the whole, the, their, their whole thing. At the end of the day, they're human and they deserve respect, just like everybody else. But you know where I stand when it comes to the Kardashian. However, I think it's dope that she is using her platform for something other than self-promotion. And even if it is, because at the end of the day, regardless of whether she wants to promote herself or not, if what she she's wants doing to, is good. If she's yeah, exactly, if she's really going hard at this and she's gonna yield some positive to that affect other people's life, I'm for it. Yeah, no, and I, I agree with you on that. And like, I, I was just speechless on the whole like Kanye Ray for president thing because it's just fix your backyard first before you start thinking about fixing the countries. But, but I mean, like, when it comes to to Kim and what she's doing, yeah, no, hats off to you. Keep it up. Get as many out as you can while you can. And, and I mean, like, have a real impact on the system that yeah, that's in place that too. Like, if, if you can also like reach politicians in a way that most regular people haven't been able to, and and really bring some type of involvement and agenda that can incite change, do it. Absolutely. Like you, you have the the world influence to make a dent. You right. might as well start banging away with your hammer. Right. So I don't think I, I, if anybody's like looking down on that, I don't. That's on you. Like you hey. gotta, you gotta figure hey. out what your bigger, your overall thing is. I'm just saying, if you're if you're taking your platform and you're using it for the betterment of everybody, yeah. Um, I hey, will never knock. I you for would that. not knock you. There's no disrespect in that, and there's a sense of appreciation, because at the end of the day, as humans, we all make mistakes. We all make poor choices, yeah. and we all take steps to get to where we want to get to. Some we're going to agree with, some we're not going to. The point is, once you get there, how you, what do you use with your platform? And if that's what she chooses to use, and I mean, I could understand why. Like, let's be honest, Kim is a mother of black children. So, you know, I understand why, you know, deep-rootedly why she would be interested in doing this. I'm not saying that's the sole reason, but no, it makes sense. I'm not saying that's the sole reason, but... It is something that's going to be in the back of her mind. And, right. And on top of it, too, it's like, I mean, she's not oblivious to what's happening in the world around right. her, too. No, for sure. You know, like you, especially in the States, you turn on the news, there's always something negative happening. Right. So if you can see these things happening on a, on a regular basis, you're going to want to do something about it if you have the means to do so. Right. No, for sure. All right. So, yeah, screw the tweets. We won't read them. No. We already got a conversation out of it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh next up ooh this is a, a story that really irritated me very much so i know where you're going with this one because what is wrong with a man working jeffrey owens gets spotted at tr working at trader joe's you know he's he's bagging people's things and Someone takes a picture of him and, and basically like makes it a big deal that the guy who used to work on the Cosby show is now working at Trader Joe's. For fucking what? Like, first off, who cares? The man's not allowed to once have like a, a big acting career on, the, on one of the biggest shows on syndicated te television and not just after it's done have a regular life like anybody else. To me personally... I find it to be distasteful. Very. Distasteful. This is a man. He And I was talking to my mother about this. He could be very well not broke. And. I don't think he's broke at all. No. <laughs> I, I really don't think he's broke. This I, I'm like, what if he was preparing for a role that he's going to play? You know, I've seen images of uh, Jim Carrey homeless in New York. 
And then he comes out and says, oh, yeah, well, I'm playing a role. And he happened to be number 23, I think. Yeah. And he was to be this deranged person. And he just wanted to do it. But I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, we're humans. And our main goal is to survive. Mm-hmm. And if his goal, if his way of surviving, whether financially or even, you know, just to be sane or to feel like a normal person. Let's be honest. He was on the biggest show at the time at a very young age. One of the longest one of the longest running and biggest uh nbc sitcoms right ever ever. right so if he wants to work he's not killing anybody he's not doing anything wrong like if anything that should motivate all you people out there who take the time to make fun of this guy to be like shit if he can get off his his pedestal and take what you know what society would call a menial job then you shouldn't have no pride yeah you know what I mean? Go get your get you a job same way. And if he's doing this to provide for his family, hey, hats off to him. Not only that, I think it was uh, Viola Davis who was saying how majority, like a, a good majority of actors, and that's like across the spectrum, make less than 50K a year. And Bro. it's only like about 3% of actors that hit that million mark. Bro, I don't doubt it. And at the end of the day, the way I see it, if you have to survive... And you, this is a job that you can have. Do it. Like, yeah. imagine this was his a job that he wanted to do as a kid, but through acting school or college, university, he couldn't get to do it. And now that he's older and probably, I don't think he probably thought he was going to get recognized as much as he did and it was going to create the buzz that it did. He just wanted to try it out. Yeah. Let him live. Well, no, because like I look at it like this. Like, you're on a... Once you're on a sitcom that's syndicated, yeah. you're getting royalty checks. Oh, for sure. So for how many years that this show hasn't been on, for all the reruns it's had, up to like, what, it's only been a few months now that it's been, like, haven't been showing reruns, but you still... But in North America. Yeah, in North not America. Not worldwide. Or at least, you know, but yeah. the understanding that for all these years, he's been getting royalty checks for his role on this show. Oh, for sure. He, I'm, a, I'm gonna make the like intelligent assumption that he hasn't been strapped for cash, bro. If he's willing to take but, a job at Trader Joe's, but that's I the thing, I look at it as he was good with he, his money. If he is in Trader Joe's now, it's like he's an older guy, yeah. probably not taking as many roles, probably doesn't need to take as many roles. No. Married, has kids, probably yeah. has grandchildren. Yeah. Maybe he just wants a job that. It makes normal. him not be bored and, and yeah, and make him home feel day, normal, you know? like, right? Like I'm sure he he has his house, has his his maybe a couple pets and everything. Like his kids are in school and college, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And him working at Trader Joe's is just something that for eight hours of his day, he can get off the house, keep himself busy, you know, interact with other people, people. in a very light, sociable manner, where he feels like he's doing something for his community and for himself. Exactly, you know for I mean? himself as well. Like a busy body is is something. And it's that, so funny because people like are, he's just living his fucking life. People are criticizing people like him to do something like that, right? Yeah. But if he wasn't Trader Joe's, acting like a a douchebag, saying you don't know who I am, this da 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 da. da. Now he he's on he, the front of TMZ as like, oh, Jeffrey Owens is losing his mind. Yeah, you know what <laughs> you I mean? Know? Like, and I was like, what happened to him? He was doing so good <laughs> from the Cosby yeah, Show, sure. but like. He just can't live a normal fucking life, life without, without being I mean? somebody who has to have a camera in front of his face. Right. And I mean, like, I mean, whoever did that, I mean, good for you to bring it up because uh, he's not worked for Tyler Perry. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I mean, like, not that he had to, but I mean, like, yo, if, if Tyler Perry's gonna offer him a job, hey. sure, I'll take it. Like, I'm sure for him, it was just like, whatever, man. Whatever. Like, as long as it's something that I'm comfortable with, I'll do it. Yeah. Because he seemed very comfortable working at Trader Joe's for however long. And he was why doing would it. you not? Like, I'm looking for a job right now. Canadian Tire, if you're hiring, holla at your boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't see the. He's not doing something demeaning to yeah. himself, his family, or society. He's earning an honest living. And and that's one of the things that he was talking about as well, where it's like we have to stop shaming people for working jobs that right. pay their bills, earn them an honest living, keep them away from doing destructive things to themselves and their right. community. Like there's absolutely no shame in having a job at McDonald's, having a job at a grocery store, or at a hardware store. You know, like there's absolutely no shame in that because if you are paying your bills, putting clothes on your back, putting food on your table that is the honorable thing right and you're doing it through the means mm. of where you work so i don't see why I don't, I, I don't i mean i'm glad they made a big deal out of it because at least he benefited from it positively oh, yeah. the, the person who won in this whole thing was him yeah and I was telling what, my he mom, was I'm on be, good morning america uh, yeah. and, and all these shows like I, I was telling my mom i'm like what if what if he put it that somebody up to this Cause it's like, if he did, that was a play and a half. You know what I'm saying? You know, that, still got like, he, he was on those morning shows with the the Trader, Trader Joe's Joe. on. <laughs> like, yo, you a petty motherfucker, man. I like that. <laughs> I'm sure Trader Joe's just cut him a nice check. Oh, man. Because people, go, you know, like, especially now where people are so, like, pro this, uh, anti that. I'm sure the fact that, like, they gave them a job. People would be like, oh, I'm going to shop at Trader Joe's more. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? Like, and, and look, like, for the people who, who probably knew who he was and knew he worked there, now you're going to time your, your going to Trader Joe's when he's working. And most likely, like, oh, he's what no shifts you work? Gonna be right, there. I'm going to come by when you're here because you're such a nice guy. You, you know? know what I mean? Like, and now he's not there, I'd be fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah, like, if I was one of the people who was like, I knew he was working there. I went there when he was working there because I knew he was working there. You know what I mean? And I now shook he's his not head. there, you fucking asshole. <laughs> you know, can you imagine the person who saw him like 15 times? I was like, oh, they're just building up the courage to ask him for a selfie. <laughs> Now he's gone. Now he's gone. Uh, now he's working for Tyler Perry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? You had your chance. You should have took a shot. Oh, man. I'd be so fucking pissed. <laughs> no, I just think... It, I think whoever did that is just... Yo, stop job shaming, man. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's one of those things, too, because... You know, you, you get these people that are glorified for, like, scamming and, like, dealing drugs and all this shit. Like, the fast money routes. But, you know, a lot of these people, like, you got, like, the fucking... The twin sisters. Which one? Were, oh, fuck. They're like the IG models. I can't remember. Oh, the rude name. ones? I can't remember their name, but like one of them got, is basically facing, I think, uh, 14 years for fraud because some guy that she was like seeing, basically like he died, but she had his card and apparently like they were like seeing each other and he had passed away or like he was found dead, but she was still using his card. So they basically caught her for fraud and were saying like she was essentially like stealing from him because he's a dead man and you're using a dead man's card <laughs> yeah like fucked up That's shit crazy. like i remember like seeing the story brief but it was like uh, another ig model caught for scamming good for her like whatever it's kind of like threw to the side no it's crazy but it's like these people that live these type of lifestyles get idolized because it's like they got this like fast lane lifestyle but somebody who's literally just you know living a very comfortable life paying their bills on time and and you know isn't in the spotlight essentially gets yeah. looked down on because they're comfortable with the lifestyle they have 
It's and I mean, there, there's no reason to shame somebody for being, for doing something that the average person do. I mean, at the end of the day, they're humans as well. Yeah. A lot of these Hollywood actors you see and you like, they were going to cast in and waiting tables at the same in the same day. Like, not everybody makes it to the point where they're millionaires and they're rolling oh, yeah. in dough. And like, let's be honest, a lot of these people are still richer than the average person. That too. Right, they're richer than the average person, and so if he just wants to come out of his house, even if he wants to make more money, maybe this is a, a passion project for him. He's like, you know what, I'm old, I send my kids to school, I'm gonna do this, and every paycheck I get, I'm putting this towards you know the, his grandkids' future, or maybe he was planning to build something for the community that he just moved into. I don't know, like, you gotta people gotta stop and at least be humbled by people like that, you know what I mean. No, I 100% agree, bro. And like I said, if your pride is preventing you from doing a job and you need a job, remember this guy's story. <laughs> Be motivated. Just do what you got to do. Put your head down. At the end of the day, people could talk whatever they want to talk. If you're out here making an earnest living, you're not disrespecting your family or your last name or yourself, do you. And you should feel comfortable doing you. That's it. Is there all right the topic i've been waiting for now let's go you want to you want to kick it off no i'm gonna let you do what you do <laughs> nas done he's fed up man nas is fed up he went on his instagram and he posted seven posts black screen going in on kellis now for those of you who may not know kellis is his ex-wife who he had a child with a son right and what was it 10 years ago they got about about 10 years ago they got divorced but ever since then there's we've heard a lot from kellis as far as his abuse his, yeah what's been going on between yeah. them but Nas never opened his mouth always kept it quiet but was it last night yeah yeah during the football game yeah it was last night NFL uh, Thursday night <laughs> and Nas is he can't even enjoy his goddamn football <laughs> Nas just like he he really just had it and seven posts like I said it was just a black picture but it was like he was writing a novel underneath every single one going in about how Kellis has been lying about the abuse how the reason her career fell apart was because of her abusive ways and and how she's now using the child against him right and you know like he tried to keep everything within the courts tried to keep everything quiet didn't want to bring anything to public life i because he didn't want anything to fall back on, on their son. child yeah. which is i mean Respectable. as a parent you got to be thinking what about what you're the child supposed first. to do yeah but now he's just getting to a point where every time he tries to like see his son for the court ordered mandated times she's not wanting to give the child to him and and starting more issues trying to take him back to court and he just had enough of it so he just went on a long rant of just spilling the beans of everything that's happened you know of how like her attitude has led to like the fallout between her and like pharrell and star trek 
and how like she never really was able to pick up her career because she's like burned so many bridges. What a you know, are her assistants as well? Yeah, like them all quitting and leaving because they were just like they couldn't take it anymore because of like just how toxic and destructive she she's been. I mean, I don't know a I, when lot you to take in when you were sending <laughs> me those messages last night. Well, the screenshots. And I'm reading this and I'm like, it's crazy that there's women out here, men out here who due to court orders have to turn over their kids to an abusive, a true abusive husband or, or ex-wife, ex-husband, whatever. I mean, we had the story of the doctor here in Quebec. Yeah. Where the mother had to, you know, by law, give over the kids. And then she ended up with two dead kids on my Monday. Yeah. Right? And the, the husband or ex-husband, the doctor was, I don't know if he's in jail or he's in a psychiatric ward, whatever the case may be. But then you have a decent person. Now, we all have our own ways. We have bad things about us, things that we want to change, things yeah, that we... Yeah, we all have our ups and downs. Right? So for her to have a positive guy who could influence her child positively... And using him as a pawn, because even in one of the messages, um, he said that his son told him, um, I don't know why mommy hates you that much. And mommy said that God don't like you because you don't go to church on Sunday. Yeah, I think that was part six. <laughs> this guy had it. <laughs> part six. But it's, it's just harsh. And it's, it's really scary for me. Someone who have no children. And Matt could tell you guys, I'm a very very particular guy like this is one of my biggest fear is to have children with a woman who's going to use that against me i don't know how i could cope with it and if this been going on for 10 years i don't i think the straw that broke the camel back from what i've read was when he said when they're walking out of court she said i'll make you pay for this yeah, and the next day or the next whatever week is or when, when she went on, she on went on the, some show on the interview talking about the how truth. He, they like they were abusive towards her, but like he hit her and yeah. like that. So like that came out of, like a day after their court, date. right? So I just found it to be very. It's sad that you know a a man of who just a man in general or parent have to go through these. Hoops, you're you're not you're not doing no harm to yourself, but you're harming your child. Yeah, and that that's the biggest thing that Nas was getting to with all this was the fact that the thing that bugged him the most was having to know that his child, who is seeing and hearing everything that she is portraying Nas to be, right. whereas bringing it right back to Nas and being like, "Why does mommy say these things about you? Why does right. mommy feel this way about you?" You know, like that's where he's just like at that breaking point because you're you're painting a false narrative about his father and for what like what are you trying to gain out of this why are you ruining a child's psyche this way simply because you have an issue with me right i mean this is a known fact i don't think i'm saying anything that is you know unknown to our listeners but a lot of black male and i mean children in general grow up without a father and a father who doesn't want to be their absentee father and so now you well, have that's a, a stat that's actually changing these days well it is changing i'm glad that it is it's a positive yeah. thing but i'm just saying like this is her contributing to that this kid probably could grow up to be you know angry or hurt and 
you know, it's wrong. Oh, it's completely it's, wrong. It's it's really wrong. And that's like I'm saying, like, if you're a woman and you use your child as a pawn to get back at your boyfriends or ex husbands or whoever it is, the child's father, period. It's disgusting. Well, look, if it's one thing that I've I've told my family members, I've told friends of mine who have kids, like no matter what you're going through with your partner, never let it fall on your kids. Never, if you can avoid it, keep it away from them too. You know, do your best not to put that shit in front of them because they will hold on. They will remember it. Oh yeah. You know, like it, it doesn't matter what you may think in that moment and what you're, the point you're trying to get across. Your priority once you have a child is that child. I you, mean- your, your job is to make sure that they are in the safest environment right. that is encouraging to their growth so if you are now creating this hostile environment you are doing a complete and total disservice to the child that you brought into this world right and re- and you got to remember this child didn't ask to be here right you brought them here based on the decisions you made, you made yeah so respect the fact that now you have a responsibility to this child or children that is beyond them at this point it's it's false solely on you as the parents right and i mean like one thing i, I remember reading i think i don't know maybe th- the third part of it and one thing that really really shocked me was that he admitted to have seen signs of her abuse but ignored it yeah and i think if you see signs if you're a male or a female and you're with a significant other and you see signs that may indicate this person's character true character please don't reproduce a child with this person because it's and i'm saying this be careful because it's only going to lead to 18 years of heartache for you as a parent and then you have to now deal with a child's emotional dude it's more than 18 it's a lifetime but i'm a lifetime right (laughs) you know like it's but i mean i say 18 in the sense that the child, I don't know, it depends on the state. You could probably, the child could decide to go live with their parents. I think I've seen as young as 14, but 18 years. Of, and then now you have to, if the, that's the case, the child come live with you. You don't want to take him away from the mother or the father. No. You know what I mean? You want your child to be well balanced. You know what I mean? So it's sad. And I, at my heart, I feel bad for the kid. You know what I mean? For him. Oh, yeah, that's where my concern goes to in these situations every single time. Yeah. It's, it's the children. Yeah. Like, you as adults, figure it the fuck out, but right. stop bringing your child into this. Right. And I mean, like, it affects just not the child, but the child. Like, Nas has an older daughter. I remember that. Yeah. Like, what's her name again? I forgot what her name is. She's actually name. executive producer of uh, Illmatic. That was his way. He thought he was going to die. I remember watching the interview. He said he thought he was going to die after Illmatic and he wanted his child to be forever paid. And he made her an executive producer. Or, yeah, Illmatic. Look at DJ Khaled's son. Well, I mean, that was definitely from because of Nas, right? <laughs> Nas' daughter's like 20 plus right now. <laughs> but, um, you know, like, I think it's really sad that, you know, Khalees is doing that. Like, I think, you know, it's not healthy. And you know it. You're a black woman yourself. You see, you know how hard it is for black men to have great examples and positive example and this child father is one of them that a lot of other children look up to like the last thing you want to do is to to hold your son away from the father knowing that it's gonna you know probably you know bite you because Nas said it you know 
one thing she's forgetting is that the kid has ears and yeah. he has eyes. So kids are going to be silent. They're not going to say nothing, but they retain a lot of information. Exactly. And, you know, the last thing you want to do is to put so much energy in turning your kid against your partner. And then when your kids get of age, they actually turn their mind against you. Yeah, because they, they're going to resent the fact that you stopped them from having a relationship, a relationship yeah. that was available, that right. didn't need to be cut off. Right. It's not like you have a parent who you know is abusive and the reason you're you have you're hostility protecting. towards them is because yeah. you want to protect them right it, it's completely different in that sense than it is now where it's no you have a ready willing and able parent who wants to be there for their child and you are going out of your way to make it difficult not only for them but for your child as well right to, to create some type of strong lasting relationship right. with their parent right because it, i mean also too like i could imagine you know the kid grew up feeling, you know, like, oh, well, my sister got it better than I did. You yeah. know, she, you know what I mean? Like, these are the whole thing. And this has nothing to do with the, the daughter or his older sister. It just goes with parents making poor decisions and selfish yeah. decisions. So, mainly selfish decisions. Well, poor, too. I mean, yeah, it's, it's poor, but selfish in itself indicates poor. Not necessarily, no. In this case, yeah. But I'm just saying, <laughs> poor and selfish is not synonymous. By definition. Right, there's some selfish decision you're going to make that are going to be... Like when I need a me day. I don't know that me that consists of, but whatever. Oh, just like a day to yourself or... Right, right, but I'm talking about a self... <laughs> Get your head out the gutter, bro. Because <laughs> I know you too you never well. never heard of me day? Like <laughs> I have them all the time. I'm a reclusive person. <laughs> like a me day is every day for me. What the fuck? <laughs> This is this is like a abnormal thing for me to share the room with more <laughs> than one person. Hey, don't hate me for that. <laughs> I'm just being me, but I'm just saying like I feel I feel like, you know, for him to have said something now, I think he's probably overburdened. No, it it, it comes off. And look, as far as I know, I'm going to check. I believe those posts are still up. And shout out to and all them dads and moms who's out there. Don't take them down now, Nas. Well, oh, yeah, they're still up. So if if you want to go to Nas's page right now, you're going to see there's seven blacked out pictures on, like, posts that are there. And just start from the bottom and read your way up. You know what all I mean? All there on Instagram. You know, you're fighting for your kids. I mean, Dwayne Wade did it. I know, a lo I know there's a lot more men who have done it. I think Will Smith did it, too. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to fight for your children uh, or your child. And, you know, Nas did it. I think it was very... I feel like this is not Nas because Nas is not a really public no, person. He, he said it in, like, I think the first post that he's like, I, I don't talk about my personal life. Right. I don't bring it out to the public. Right. For 10 years, I've been keeping it in. Right. And so for him to have gone this step, I feel like he feels the situation is no longer in his control. And he has no choice but to kind of... Well, no, he's going to the courts, as he said. Well, I mean, he was granted... Right. Yeah. He was granted custody... Uh, not... Like... What do you call it? Joint custody, yeah, it's called? Joint. So... And I mean, like, even situations where, like, he described one situation where her parents were in town and it was his weekend. Mm. And to me, it's just sort of like, there's ways to go about it because, like, I could understand why she would want... Make a compromise, man. Exactly. Be like, listen... You're not going to have him this week because my parents are in town. Do you mind having him for the next two weekends? If he has him every other weekend, for example. Yeah. You, you give him back-to-back -back weekends. 
you know what i mean like it's you're you're damaging your child and to me that's one of my biggest fears to reproduce with a female with a woman with a woman yeah female i'm sorry with a woman <laughs> and and not and like have my kid be used as a pawn against me like it would literally break my heart yeah man to, and I would never do that to a, a woman, regardless of uh, whatever I think of her. Dude, Ron uh, from Jersey Shore's going through that shit, too, huh? man. Ron from Jersey Shore's going through that shit, bro. Fucked up shit, man. I'm not too sure about what he's going through. I don't never really follow. Oh, well, I, I watch Jersey Shore, so. <laughs> I can uh, tell you he's going through it, man. But is it because his, mo- his the baby's mother is withholding the child, too? Yeah, it was, there was a whole, oh, wow. whole thing, like, last episode about it. Oh. Crazy uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's my piece on that. You know, and like I said, shout out to all the parents who could, you know, co-parent and put their children before themselves. I think that's a mature and an adult thing to do. And it's respectable. I respect anybody who may not have love for their partner, but love their children enough to allow their partner to be in their children's life. Is there? Uh, I think that's that's a grown thing. Yeah. Well, that's it, man. Hey, that's the last topic. There's nothing left on the docket for today. I think we got through it pretty well. I hope so. You know, with our heavy hearts at the very least. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Well, yeah, and uh, any last thoughts on any everything we talked about, or you want to just leave it at that? Well, I mean, like you know, like we always say, you know, like like I said. Shit, if you- wait. I didn't ask you about your mental health, bro. How was the week? Oh, uh, my week was <laughs> tough, man. How did I for- well, I know how I forgot. It was a tough week. Um, got through it. You know, shout out to moms. Um, got through it. And I think it's going to be a better week next week. I have, I have hopes. Yeah. No, I, I feel like there's something in, in the universe right now because it was a tough week for myself, for you, for a couple of my other friends. Like, there's uh, something is off, man. Like, there's something that is not... <laughs> No, honestly, like, like, I was telling Jamali before the recording, like, something I'll share with you guys later on as it, it develops, but, like, family-wise, there's, like, some stuff that's going on, and it's been heavy on, on my side as well, and it's just, it feels like there's just something that is just completely out of balance. Yeah. Because it's amazing how, like, a week ago... Everything or, was... Or two weeks ago, like, everything perfectly yeah, fine, and then it just felt good. like... Right after Labor Day weekend, everything just went downhill. Snap, yep. Like completely downhill. So it's such a weird feeling that's been going on around not just myself, but like a lot of people around right. me, man. I so. mean, like, 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 you know, like I always say, like, even just to wrap up the whole episode in one shot, you know, we just got to be there for each other. You know what I mean? You see signs of something. It may be wrong. You may be wrong. But at least if you reach out and the person's like, no, I'm just having a yeah. bad day. You know, but if I'm having a terrible doubt, reach back out to you or whatever the case may be. Like, it doesn't hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I feel like this this is the perfect week to just reach out. Yeah. At the very least, just yeah. reach just out. Just reach you know, out like, to people. And like, if there's maybe someone you haven't talked to in a while, just be like, yo, how you been? How, how's it going? Oh, everything good with the family, health? You know, like, just see how people are doing, man. Because I, I don't know, man. Like, there's something about this week. Just, uh, it's a terrible it week. It felt so weird like i mentally physically drained oh it was heavy burden it was like, a just heavy completely burden completely drained and on top of that it's just like so many things that are out of control 
like out of my control or out of your control that normally are, are things you can deal yeah. with you know but it's just all of them happening at once it just felt so weird and i, I know it sounds very cryptic right now yeah. the way i'm speaking but like i said like in maybe a week maybe next week or the week after i'll be a bit more open and candid because right. i usually am on right. here I'm, I, I don't need to hold things back from you guys i feel like you've you've pretty much know who we are as individuals but Most stuff. yeah it's just something about this week bro Something oh, about man. like I, I'm, I I can tell you right now I'm so happy it's it's Friday night I'm gonna go home and you know maybe watch some Netflix and I'm gonna get a very good night's sleep tonight like oh, I feel well like needed man I don't like dude three times this week I had sleep paralysis yo those are my biggest fry I used to have them a lot like and it's something like I I get at the very most I'll have it like once a month wow but like this week it was like three times I had it and. Like, to the point where it's, like, I didn't want to go to sleep because I knew it was going to happen. Yo, I hate that feeling, yo. Yeah. Because I suffered from that a lot. Like, remember my days through college? Well, you know those yeah, days yeah, I yeah. went through. I remember being in my bed, and I literally, I don't know if it's the same feeling you have, but I'm super conscious. Yeah, like, you're you're awake. My mind is fully awake. you feel like you My eyes are closed. Yeah. And then I feel like my body can't move, and I'm, I'm saying to myself, is this the way I'm going to go out? Like, is this my yeah, last? Like, yeah, it's you crazy. Literally, like, you can't move. Your breathing becomes extremely heavy. heavy. But, like, for me, like, my eyes usually open when it happens. I can't see. So um, it's it's weird as fuck. And I'm just like, what the? F-? Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I, I know, like, I'm, I feel like I'm awake, but I can't move. Yeah. Like, three times this week that happened to me. Wow. So, like, that's a fucking sign that, like, there is something that is not balanced right now. Lord, please don't put that on me tonight. <laughs> I didn't get it all week. Let me just like this week is gonna end up positively. There's just so much stress, man. It's, God's it's been a heavy week. So yeah, guys, reach out to your people, man. Like ask them how to do them. Tell them you love them. You know, just let them know that. Let them know that you're there. And I mean, I know, like honestly, we're not students anymore at this point. But I know this is the time where everything is student. A student life is fun. It's the beginning of the semester. Yeah, you're please. Just- Please, I'm telling you, having been there before, get a core group of friends. Y'all meet up once a week, have lunch, have a drink, have conversations about your week. Even for men, I don't think it's like that's one thing what me and Matthew have in common. Like, I think we're very open about our feelings yeah. and our emotions. And so, like, it's easy for us to do that. I know for some guys, it's just like, yo, macho, I'm not going to do this. There's not no, nothing about macho suffering or going through something and feeling helpless when there's people willing and able to help around you. Yeah, man. Like, dude, like I tell Jamal all the time, if ever he just wants to, like, come to my place and kick it, like, yeah. he's more than welcome to, man. Like, my door is open. You know, like, we don't even got a drink or anything. We'll just, like, yeah. turn on the TV. We'll just kick back I mean, football season is coming, so I'm going to pick you up on that invite. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know you fucking will. <laughs> and, like, legit, like, yo, man, like, I usually tell you, yeah, come, man. We'll chill in the basement. We'll just... Yeah, we'll hang out. Like, hang I, out, even if it's you take a walk. Like, yeah. if you want to plan like, something, because so, sometimes you just need a break, break. in routine, right? And, and and also you need to just let some shit out, and, right. and you want to let shit out with people that you know you're comfortable with, and and will also like be a straight shooter with you, right? Um, like I said, you know, you guys can reach out to your loved ones. I mean, even me, you can reach out to me. You guys now know my Twitter, <laughs> you know, Big Boy Bucks. Um. Just reach out, like, to Matt, to the podcast. 
to anybody, a teacher, a family friend, anybody, your neighbor, I don't know who, time, who you can, like, just, it's better to, like, at least let somebody know what you're going through, because it's surprising, like, I've had numerous, some of my best therapeutic moments are in a cab, and you know this, we've spoken yeah, about we this, spoke about this. and, like, I would have some dope-ass conversation with taxi drivers, and... So I'm like getting there and I'm like stressed out. I'm either late for work or I just hate the job I'm doing at the moment. And like I would listen to a story. They would tell me, you know, they came from wherever they came from. And they used to work in factories and now they own three cabs or they're still taking care of family members back home. And, you know, some of them is like they came here students hoping to like, you know, fulfill their dreams. And they were, you know, pretty much put in a situation where, yo, you're not going to be an engineer, bro. You're going to be a cab driver for the next 30 plus years. So, and they try to make the best of it. So at any moment, just, I think it's healthy to open up and it's, it's a must. Like, I don't think it's healthy to suffer in silence. Yeah. You do nobody no favor, man. And Neither like, yourself or like your loved ones. If you can't do it with a professional, do it with your loved ones or do it with somebody that you're comfortable with. But at the end of the day, like you got to have those conversations and open up because yeah. On a week like this, you need people, you need loved ones, you need friends. Oh, yeah, and life always has its ups and downs. And, you know, I know for students, like I said, you know, it's all fun, fun, good, and happy right now. Wait till uh, about after Halloween. <laughs> and the midterms just finish. And then you're about like two week, three weeks away removed from finals if you're in university. You know, those are the moments you really need people around you, core people that's going to be straight shooters and understanding. And so we could honestly make a whole new episode just on that alone. But oh, absolutely. I but say we, we got to cap it off over here. Man. Oh, hell yeah. So you know what? Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. And we're just going to let it ride out to a little bit of Mac Miller. And you know what? Just yep. have a good week, guys. Take care of your loved ones. And we'll see you on the next one. Much love. Love is love. Peace, guys. Thanks for your time.
been meaning to tell you You looking better every day Write you letters, it's only right that Right after love I write my name, yeah If it's forever or never It's all the same under the weather Feel much better when that weather isn't rain, yeah Oh, Cinderella, don't you run now, look time It feels like you've been taken all day, yeah Tell ya, we look better every day Write you letters, it's only right that Right after love I write my name, yeah And if it's forever or never It's all the same under the weather Feel much better when that weather isn't rain